0: There's no comparing a human baby or a human body coming out of another body. There's, there's just no comparing. That's like comparing, no. that's like comparing, you know, uh my paper airplane to the SpaceX. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> it's not, it's not even I- in the same room.
1: Welcome to Packers Without Boards, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos a Empacadores sin Fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay.
0: Packers Without Borders is the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go pack go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. This is JJ Leahy from Northern Michigan, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your humble, good-looking, tall, dark, and handsome co-host from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, the running to the vet in the middle of the night, the, <laughs> the, the poor, sick dog owner, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? I'm exhausted, man.
1: It was a long night, dude. Um, The good thing is that I literally can drive. So the way El Paso is, it's it's a tri-city, right? So you have New Mexico, 10 minutes from my house. You have Mexico, 10 minutes from my house. And you have the other side of town also, you know, all within an area. It takes me less time to drive from my house to the east side of El Paso Right, heading towards Dallas in that area, then it takes me to get from El Paso to Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is a completely different state and city. (laughs) That's how close we are. But there is a benefit to this. So first off for you, if you ever come visit, we can drive 10 minutes and you can get your, you can get your edibles 35 minutes from my house in New Mexico, because it's legal there. And when I take you to Mexico, that was last night. I had to drive to Mexico because my puppy was just real lethargic all day yesterday. And he woke up with some vomit. And I was like, oh, shit, what did he eat? And I looked at his poop. And it wasn't diarrhea. But he had a bunch of fucking plastic pieces in there. I was like, oh, no. He's probably got his nah. intestines clogged up or something. So yeah, he would walk around a little bit. He'd get a little bit excited not. But about 6 o'clock in the evening, he was just limp. I was like, yeah, this isn't good. So picked him up. And we had an experience before with, with my other dog. When he got run over, um, took him to the vet here. 1200 bucks for them to bandage him up and tell us they were going to put him to sleep. Fuck you. Uh. Grabbed my, do- grab my dog, took him to Mexico, to a vet in Mexico um, in Juarez, which is, again, 35 minutes from my house. You know, 10 minutes across the border, another 15 minutes to get in there. And for a total of, I don't know, I think it was like 250 bucks, dude. They fixed his leg, put eight pins in his leg. It, it was a long, arduous process. dude. It was like six months of going, coming, going, coming, going, coming. But they saved him, you Crazy. know, and it was two and for 20% of the price. So with this one, when he was sick, I, I called every, in the morning, I called a bunch of different vets, including our vet here who, you know, to do their shots and those types of things. Oh, no we're double booked i was like my dog doesn't feel good it's an emergency well you can call this place or this place or this place i was like what the fuck is wrong with you people yeah. so just kind of watched him He wouldn't eat He wouldn't drink so finally I was like i'm taking him in mexico six o'clock drive across the border um they take me in you know and we did the parvo did coronavirus did uh what is it the, the heartworm all the yeah. tests and it's not blood work like they do here, right there. It's just like the little rapid COVID test where you just – they swab them. They do it, and 10 minutes later, you had the results, and sure enough, Parvo, man. So our crummy. our four-month-old puppy has Parvo. He has not left the house, so we don't know how he got it. Even though he's fully vaccinated, we don't walk him. We've been real careful with him, and he still got it. So, you know, it, it's a very debilitating virus. It could kill him, obviously, so we're – We're not doing too, too well with that, but um, we'll see what happens. But I was up until 1230 last night at the vet, just taking care of him, watching him, getting him uh, hydrated. You know, they put him on an IV, did all that type of stuff. And we were there most of the night or I was there most of the night. And then I had to leave him and we don't pick him up until Monday. So good timing, bad timing, right? I mean, I'm going to be out of town, but they'll have him in observation for the next five days. And they said if he can hold his food down, starts drinking water, and starts feeling better, then that means he, he's clear and you guys can take him home. If not, then they said you know, the worst-case worst scenario is we might yeah. have to put him down. So we'll see, man. On Monday, it'll be a really good day or a bad day. Unfortunate. But we'll see what happens, man. It's, I'll keep everybody on Twitter posted. But really, right now, and I'll keep talking to the vet, but really right now I'm really excited about, we leave at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'll be in Milwaukee at five o'clock tomorrow, meeting up with Jeremy and his wife, and we're gonna go out to dinner and hit the town in Milwaukee. Spend the night in Milwaukee. I don't know what the hell we're gonna do. I hope we don't end up in jail. Um, That's totally on our wives, making sure they can control two immature
0: morons
1: (laughs) running around town. But then we'll head to Green Bay Saturday, We'll check out title town. You know, we'll, I'm not going to do the hall of fame, any of that type of stuff. I've already done it, but I'll, I'll hit up a bunch of bars and we'll have a really good time and stay there all day. Saturday, enjoy green Bay. And then Sunday, man, Sunday, Sunday,
0: Sunday. That's a big event. That's a big event. I am. I'm beyond jealous. I'm beyond jealous, man. I I'm super envious. I, uh, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a wild time and, uh, I'll be at home. uh uh, it's my uh it's my son's birthday on saturday Mm -hmm. so uh uh, when this pod comes out it'll be my son it'll be his 11th birthday and uh he's kind of at that strange age where he's like i don't want to party i don't want anything don't worry about it it's like well we got to do something buddy like we can't just not do something you know Dude, that's, those are the trap words. I don't want
1: anything. We've lived with that with our wives for life. That is something that when 20 years, you remember when you didn't do a birthday party for me? Exactly. And you're like, what the fuck? You said you didn't want a party. Well, I lied. So you definitely have to do something, buddy.
0: Oh, I know. I I, I know. At at least we got out of him. He wants cupcakes. They have to be chocolate with vanilla icing. That's what he wants. And uh, he really wants to go... My, my wife's uncle has like a Dodge charger and you know, they, that thing sounds like a beast and he wants to go for ice cream with my wife's uncle. So he's actually going to come pick up my son. They're going to go there's a place uh, just a couple of blocks away. It's called Cedar in Maine and they sell, you know, like uh, burgers, dogs, fries, that sort of, you know, it's a pickup window and then you sit at park benches type deal. So they're going to go for fries and then they're going to get ice cream there. And go for a little boot in the car and come home. He's super excited about that. And uh, yeah, eleven. Wow. Dude, wow, that's so crazy, man. Eleven means that I am. Let's see, carry the one. Uh, really old, <laughs> you know? Dude, isn't it so, crazy how fast
1: time goes by? Seriously, it is insane how these kids. It's being a dad. Is the days are extremely long and the years are short. It is.
0: Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. That's exactly, that's exactly, that's the perfect quote right there. The days are really long, but the years are really short. Like it, he was born uh, October 2nd, uh, 2010. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember, I remember that day perfectly because uh at uh 6 in the morning my wife wakes me up and she goes i'm having contractions but you can keep sleeping and it was like yeah no problem right like uh, now i'm up <laughs> like and i'm panicked what that's the hell? The, i don't want anything for our anniversary <laughs> yeah.
1: comment Fuck yeah, that. Right? i'm up I'm like, i've got everything ready truck's like my- already you're
0: already <laughs> yeah, in the driveway with yeah, the truck right? on fucking freaking out <laughs> Just yeah, ready to go, right? yeah but they were like they were like eight or nine minutes apart and, and like my daughter, uh, her, those contractions, man, that was a story and a half. So uh, my daughter wasn't supposed to be born until like January 3rd or something. So on December the 5th, we drive down from Winnipeg, we drive down to Fargo, right? It's a couple hours away in North Dakota. And great they've movie, got, by the way, Fargo, oh yeah. great movie. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's December, right? It's cold, a little bit of snow. We drive down there so we can go to target and all the big malls because you know they had a baby shower so we got all this money to you, you got to get a crib and you got to get it right and we get a high chair and this and the, the bath toys and and everything and that's where we were going to go because at that time when you went down there you know if i took a hundred dollars american down there would buy about 300 canadian up here right mm-hmm. so we're going down there save ourselves some money so I got a room at the Ramada Inn and Suites, and it's got a hot tub in the room and, you know, this big screen TV, the whole works. We go out shopping all day when we get down there. Uh, uh, we go to uh, Outback Steakhouse having a really nice dinner. We come home. My wife passes out at like 8 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching American Food HBO. Food coma.
1: Food coma. Oh, yeah. you're, you're taking advantage of the silence and the TV.
0: Oh. I've got American HBO and I am just in my glory. And at like 1215 or so, I just closed my eyes, turn off the TV. I just closed my eyes. And it was like half a second later and she's shaking me. And she says, my water broke. And I said, your water didn't break. And I turn and I look and, oh yeah, no, the water fucking broke. Right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We're six weeks early. Right. So, in one swoop, it took me three trips to get everything from the truck up into our room. Yeah, because when you have trip. kids, you travel like a fucking gypsy until yeah. <laughs> they're out of diapers,
1: basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I take everything down to the No front offense, desk. gypsies.
1: No offense no, to any no. gypsies out there.
0: I take everything down. I pay for the night. The guy's like, you didn't even stay the whole night. I'm like, we got to go. So we get into the truck and... Like right away, I'm like, okay, so uh, where's the nearest hospital? What do we do? This and that. And I'm like, when was your last contraction? She's like, about 15 minutes ago. So we call back in Canada. We call the hospital she was supposed to go to. And I say to the woman, because this, here's the conundrum. We have the baby in the States and I'm going to shell out $30,000. We have the baby in Canada, which is an hour North to the closest Canadian hospital, and I shell out $0, do I have an hour, right? The the nurse is like, if they're 18 minutes apart, yeah, you've probably got plenty of time, right? And my wife is going, yeah, gosh, I'm pretty sure that's a contraction. And the nurse is hearing her going, yeah, that's not a contraction, but you do need to get to the hospital, right? So we get in the truck, we drive, we get to the border, I hand the guy all the receipts and I tell him what's happening. He hands them back and goes, go, go drive go right just yeah he didn't want to see a baby born in on his
1: wife he's like fuck this get the hell out of here
0: he only asked me one question he goes do you do you need an air ambulance and i said i don't think so we're like an hour away and her contractions are like 15 minutes apart like i i think we've got some time holy fuck man so we drive all the way into the city right we make it all the way to the hospital okay we get into the hospital the contractions they damn near stop, right? And and the doctor's like, we got to induce this and that. So my my daughter was born that day, on the sixth of December, six pounds six ounces, six six six. How do you like that, right? So surprise. She's Been the devil ever since. No, she's <laughs> she's been an angel. But uh, so my son, when I hear this, right, I'm like, okay. I go, how long are the attra- How long are the contractions here? And as a typical Dad, Packer fan, father, I'm thinking, because the Packers kick off at noon. <laughs> you know, I'm like, is this something where I can see the Packer game, or is this something where the Packer game is completely out of, you know, and I'm you don't want to ask that because heaven forbid you ask a pregnant woman if you can ignore anything. her. Anything. Don't ask her for anything. Right. Yeah. Within 30 minutes, the contractions go from eight minutes down to about two minutes. Jesus we jump, Christ. we jump into the truck and i mean i blew every red light up on curbs didn't matter i was like you can pull me over when we get to the hospital i right. have to literally i need an take, escort when yeah. you pull
1: me over i need a fucking escort at the hospital
0: to, you can you can give me a ticket i have to literally carry my wife because she can't she can't even walk the contractions are on top of each other they bring her in to it's like the waiting observatory room as we're waiting for a doctor to show up And we're watching a whole bunch of other people that are sitting there and they're pregnant. And these women are going, Oh, Oh gosh. Yeah. There's a contraction. And I look over and my wife's face is bright red. She's grinding her teeth and she's going, Oh, and I'm like, well, this isn't good. This isn't good. So i run back over to the nurse. And I'm like, we, 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 we gotta go now this minute now. Right. And the nurse is like, So the doctor will be right up here. I said, these are the choices. I grab the chair you're sitting on. I throw it through the window behind you. And that gets the attention of a doctor or you get one. She rolls her eyes at me and she goes, okay, hold on. She calls the doctor comes up. The doctor, you know, brings her into a bed, takes one look. And she goes, she's crowning, pulls the thing down, whips her into the room. And 10 minutes later, I'm literally holding my son. Like it was one of those. Holy fuck. She nearly had it in the waiting room on the floor. Right?
1: Curly Lambeau oh. intervened so you could watch your Packer game.
0: We watched the, I sat there while my wife slept, holding my brand new son, watching the Packers. We lost that game against Cincinnati. It wasn't a very good one, but it was, uh, it was a great game to watch with my son for the first game. You know, it was, uh, uh, and for me, that seemed like that was last year or maybe the year before and then when you think about it you go fuck that was was 11 years ago Isn't that right crazy? like wow wow yeah ridiculous time just flies dude my uh now that we're talking
1: about this my my youngest daughter so the other ones were pretty planned where it's like okay in the morning my first one it's like i think i see the umbilical cord wrapped around her She's about two weeks out. So we might as well just go ahead. I want you to show up this afternoon. Let's get it done, right? Because I'm concerned. So we did that when it was planned. Boom, baby out. Great. And yeah, right. The guy saying boom, baby out, right? Like bullshit, whatever. But yeah, for me, it was like boom, baby out.
0: Yeah.
1: Second one, kind of the same thing. She was having some contractions. She actually had to be on bed rest for two months um, with our second baby um, with Carmina. So, but it was still somewhat planned, right? Like we knew kind of when it was going to happen, everything, what it was and, and it was planned. So it wasn't like years where it's like my water broke or anything like that. It was pretty prepared. The third one, uh, Matilda was also two weeks early. And this was a, she kind of started feeling some pain. So we went to the hospital. We're sitting there, and this was a long one, right? Where it's like hours. You're like fifteen minutes apart, twelve minutes apart, ten minutes apart. You're working your way through, and then all of a sudden, within a matter of thirty minutes, she went from they were going to put the the epidural in her back. They were going to, and as they were in putting in the epidural, she's like, ah, like same face, same reaction, everything. It's the first time she really felt a contraction because the other ones were planned. Yeah, you know, it was like. We're going to induce it. And she was already numb. Everything's good. This was like, no. And she was sitting on the edge of the bed. And the nurse was this like military nurse. And she's like, I need you not to move. And she's she looks over and she's like, I need you to shut the fuck up. You know, like she was like the angry, like it was, she was the typical angry yeah. movie having a baby mom. And she's just looking at that. So she's on the edge of the bed and she's leaning back and they've got this little like blue thing blue little piece of whatever it is like sterilizing cloth with all the instruments on there, all the needles, and she's going to inject her. And my wife puts her hands down and she touches the instruments. And the lady says, don't touch my instruments. They're sterilized. Again, my wife fucking goes shit again. (laughs) So, and I'm standing kind of a little bit of a distance. And finally the doctor's like, go like, so I get close to her and I, and I squat down in between her legs. Right on the edge of the bed and I hold her hands and I was like, look at me, look at my eyes, just calm down, bend over, whatever. Right as that happens and I squat, her water breaks and I get all of my kids' water just all over me. And I get the water breaks all over me. They're like, it's too late, we can't can't do anything. We can't put the epidural in, it's just, it's, it's go time. And she was crowning already, like same thing, but it was just like from boom to, it was like almost instant. She lays down. Baby's out pretty quickly. Um, and as I'm holding her hand, this is a story that she tells everybody and she hates me for it. Like as soon as the baby was coming out, I was like, Hey, you want to go for a fourth? And she literally said, You go fuck yourself right now.
0: <laughs> of course. Why? Well, see, and that's why I posted the other day. I said, I I I know that being kicked in the nuts is worse than giving childbirth because you've never heard a guy go, you know what, that wasn't so bad. Do it again. Right, women constantly have two and three kids. Right, I mean, obviously it's a joke, and there's no comparing a human baby or human body coming out of another body. There's there's just no comparing. That's like comparing. That's like comparing. You know, uh, my paper airplane to the SpaceX. You know exactly.
1: It's not even even in the
0: same room.
1: And (laughs) you know what? I really hope my wife doesn't listen to this episode because I'm going to give the dads a little bit of advice that you tell the doctor off on the side, right? Yeah. As the baby and everything's happening, they're prepping, you kind of move the doctor on the side and you ask for the dad stitches.
0: Oh God, don't ever in a hundred years say that. Don't, don't. Oh my God. Because what you do, if you guys don't know what that is,
1: is once you've had a baby, what they can do is they can
0: tighten it up again. Oh, don't even remotely suggest that (laughs) i'm telling you i've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life but i am convinced that's the worst the dumbest thing i've ever said you know what was (laughs) what was what was really funny is they they wheeled my wife in with my son they get they get her into place and the doctor comes right in and the doctor says we have this person who's an intern and the is it do do we have your permission to have the intern here right and so we're like yeah for sure just you know Hey, baby, 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 right? Like, let's go. And so, I mean, immediately, as soon as they lift the blanket, it's like, holy crap. Like, there he is. And the intern points and she says loudly, what the hell is that? And the doctor goes out, grabs her and just shoves her and goes out. And she stands in the hallway. And so I turn and look and the doctor looks at me and she goes, it's his hand. My son came out like this. (laughs) he had his hand he had his hand on his cheek and that's they were like okay so we just gotta you know readjust a little bit you know and then everything will go smooth but it was literally they couldn't they couldn't even give her a Tylenol like it was here here he is like we were in the hospital for about 15 minutes total before he was born The, the the greatest part about all of this and here's a tip for you dads out there with my daughter my first child they kept my wife and my kid for, for three days in the hospital. Right. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't let us, even though the pediatrician was like, yeah, no, they can go. Everything's fine. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let us go. My son gets born. Okay. The next morning. And they told her, they told us it was a Sunday. She'll probably be able to go home Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're kind of used to this two, three days, whatever it is. So the very next morning I showed up with my daughter my daughter was like, like four, Mm -hmm. four years old at the time. And I'm walking hand in hand with my daughter down the hallway and we've got some flowers and you've got all the, you know, the things that you bring your, your wife for giving birth. And uh, the nurses, they're looking at me and they go, this is your daughter. I said, yes, this is now she's, she's the big sister now. Right. And my daughter's like, I'm very excited. I'm very happy. And the nurses start talking. We go inside, we visit for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take my daughter home. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'll come back like grandma and everybody's waiting, but I'll, 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 come back in a little bit. And the nurses come in and they go, you know what? You guys can go home. We're getting your paperwork now. We're like, what? It was almost like they were like, oh, you've already had one that lived. Okay. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we know it was you're like, safe. Yeah. Like, I don't What? We, we don't want you to cost
1: a healthcare system anymore. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah. And we were literally, we were home that evening like i remember coming home and she was she was probably in the hospital i'm going to say 26 hours total something like yeah. that like it was fast and it was good because when she gets home then she can shower and she can you know and you get into your own routine and you're in your own bed and you've got your own food and you know because it goes of the through hospital-
1: so oh. much dude the whole pissing in a fucking urinal oh. thing oh. Gauzes and just diapers and, and, and here's oh all your
0: god poor your prepackaged women, your prepackaged food right and my wife is yeah, like dude. if I can get some if I can get some chicken nuggets and maybe a milkshake you know <laughs> and I was like done and whatever done. you want <laughs> like, yeah like you you win you win right in
1: all the prep they're so full of shit with all the prep. You go to all these classes with the first one, right? Second and third, I didn't give a fuck. It's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But the first yeah. one, you go to the classes, you do the car seat training, you yeah. do all that bullshit. Yeah. And the day comes, and you, we, the one thing my, my wife is very OCD, very organized. I'm also very organized as well. I'm not OCD, but I'm organized. We had our little luggage thingy ready, right? At yeah. the door, just in case, all that type of stuff. But once that baby is born, everything, goes it's to some, shit, and you know, yeah. absolutely nothing. You're starting yeah. over. There are no classes for parenting. No. All classes for parenting are bullshit. You learn as you go. You try to take what you can from people that Fake experience it. Fake it till you make
0: it. Fake it till, Fake you, it make it it. till you
1: make it. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember trying to put in that stupid ass car seat and I had oh. a Toyota Celica, a two seat hatchback oh, no. Toyota Celica, dude. And trying to fit that 97 foot fucking car seat in the back of a hatchback that has to be leaning the other way of course right so you're the baby's facing back and trying to clip that thing in and this this was a 1997 celica and my baby was born in 2006 so it didn't have the little fucking clips the little the insta clips that everything has it, it was not convenient to put that fucking yeah. thing in there oh, so no. they got my wife in a wheelchair i pull up in the fucking car and i'm trying to put this stupid ass car seat in, which I don't know why I didn't put it in before I had yeah. taken the class, but yeah. I'm trying to put this in there. And my wife is just looking at me like, dude, I want to go fucking home. Can we just please go home now? Yeah. You know, and it was just, Oh God. Dude. The, the, the best crazy. part is, is
0: with the first child, that drive home, I was doing like half the speed limits. I got, I am in the middle lane. People are honking. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, go around. I don't care. Go yeah. around. Who yeah, cares yeah, about yeah. You? Your second child, you're like, you know, we could probably be home in eight minutes if I punch it. Yeah, exactly. I'll get you whatever it is that you need. I'll get you whatever you want. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we'll probably be home in about eight minutes. He's 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 strapped in enough. He's strapped yeah, in enough. He's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't strap in the chest plate. Who fucking cares? Yeah,
0: he's all right. Don't worry about it. He'll be okay. <laughs> Roll him in the dirt. He'll be all right. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Those memories. are good times. Memories, Misty watercolored memories. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we weren't
1: supposed to talk about childbirth, and we talked about childbirth. Fantastic. It's
0: whatever we oh, want, man. It's, it's whatever, whatever we, want. we want.
1: It's so funny, dude. It's just we get it's on here and we, we just start chatting.
0: It's fantastic. That's it. And, you know that the blooper reel came out. The blooper reel came out, and uh, I find it hilarious. I. I don't think that there was a minute where I wasn't laugh crying. You know, there was so many stupid. And that wasn't even everything. I've saved a few for another one. When we get up to another section like that, we'll do another Bone Us episode. (laughs) I see you changed the name of it. I did. I did. (laughs) I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's right! That's what we wanted to call it. Bone Us.
1: (laughs) Dude. There's some stuff in there where I was just like, all right, when my wife finds out that I told the story that all tens tens of you listened to about me putting my (laughs) testicles
0: in a golf cup, she's not going to be happy with me. But it is what it is. I thought it was a riveting story. Hello, everyone. I am Andrew Fox, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. You know, if you like... The Packers without borders, with uh, me, Matt, and of course my good buddy Bruce in El Paso, and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do, and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff. Do us a favor: hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes. You can do
1: Spotify. We're on. Every platform you can possibly imagine, but really iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you guys can go in there and subscribe, retweet, help us out. That would be fantastic. You can follow Matt at Matt 2 on Twitter, and you can follow me at Bruce Edmonds on Twitter as well. We love you guys. Really appreciate the support.
0: Peace. Go Paco. Borders is the best podcast in the world. Packers Steelers. Peace. So speaking of
1: putting your balls in a cup, that's about how poorly Ben Roethlisberger is playing right now. Yeah, oh,
0: right to it, <laughs> right to it. Oh, he he is not playing very well. But you know, you can't count them out. But I think mm-hmm. with my prediction, I think that they're done. I think this is a 38-10 to trouncing. I think uh, uh, Stokes and Jair will shut down Claypool and uh, Juju. Juju. I've already taken Juju out of my lineup for uh, uh, Sunday's uh, uh, fantasy. I do not think he's going to have a very good day. I think they're going to try and run uh, Harris as much as they can. Now, that Pittsburgh defense is still no joke.
1: That that's the biggest thing, buddy. I mean, when you look at the actual PFF grades for them, so we'll go through that side of it first, and then we go the top five uh, grades for the Steelers are outside linebacker Alex Highsmith, defensive tackle Henry Mondo, outside linebacker Melvin Ingram third cornerback James Pierre, and defensive tackle Carlos Davis. All five of their top-rated players are all on defense. And on the other side of that, interestingly enough, on their defense are their five worst players, which is Cam Hayward. Yeah. Trey Norwood, Ulysses Gilbert III, Devin Bush, and Robert Spillane. All. So you're talking about their top five and their bottom five players are all on the defense. So what's going what's gonna to dictate this game, right? I'm not concerned about what we're going to be doing on offense. It looks like we've, we're back to who we're supposed to be on offense, our defense is going through their growing pains with the new system, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, but they have so many injuries on the Steelers' side, on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, but yeah. it's, it comes um, down to are we going to have a defensive line line up with three guys in the dirt to stop the run and have Ben beat us because Ben's not going to beat us. He had his no. worst grade last week, worst performance of his career. He
0: was, uh, he was having issues too with that same forearm when he was playing against uh, uh, Cincinnati. So you wonder if he's either a re-injured it Mm -hmm. or, or B he's about to re-injure it. If he, if he's, he's going to be a hundred percent. I, I think what happens now uh, I'm wrong an awful lot of the time. So you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I think what happens is, is they struggle early, and they collapse. That's what I, I agree. Think
1: happens. It's going to be strength on strength. You know, it's going to be the Steelers defense with their top five players that are fantastic. You can never sleep on the Steelers defense, and then our top five players were obviously Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, MVS, who might be out with a concussion. Or a hamstring, I believe. Hamstring. Yeah, Hamstring, yeah. It's hamstring. A
0: hamstring. Yeah. AJ King
1: has uh, got the concussion. That's what it is. And then Billy Turner. So those are our top five. So it's our top five offense against their top five defense. That's going to dictate the game, right? I mean, because our, our, our bottom five um, or our top five defensive players were Chris Barnes, Tyler Lancaster, Jair, Oren Burks, and Devondre Campbell. All with great, you know, anything above a 70 on PFF is you had, a better than average game. And all of that came on defense, right? And then uh, on offense, our bottom five offense were Tanyan, who I don't know what's happened to him other than that ball that caught him. We haven't really seen much from him, right? I don't know. I want to focus on him a little bit to see how much they're going out into pass blocking. Mercedes is phenomenal. He's always been great. He's not a route runner. He just does his job. Um, He's number two on the list. And then Randall Cobb, not good. Josh Nyman. Um and Royce Newman, right? But again, I think these grades, as much as they do try to encompass everything, they don't follow necessarily the script of what doing your job is, right? I mean, Josh Neidman went up against Bosa and was able to hold his own. It shows you a lot of what these grades are. You have to put it relative to what you're thinking about in terms of who they're going up against. The defense. For the Steelers is not as good as the 49er front, so we're going to take a look at their that
0: right. But it's all this is going to be one in the trenches, man. I think so. I mean, most games are right. I uh, I see uh, Aaron Jones is uh, got a thigh issue or something. He's kind of working through right now, so we may see Hill a little bit more. Uh, I, I'd like to see a little bit more Dylan. This this should be a little bit more Smash Mouth. I know that uh, Hayden will probably travel with uh, Devante, but that's okay. Because we'll see more of Lazar. We'll see more of Cobb. We'll see more of uh, MVS. We'll Hopefully see some more Tanyan. of uh, some, some Tanya. That would be nice. And you know what? Some Amari Rogers. You know, I, I, I want to see this guy work a little bit. I've seen him in college in his highlight reels and stuff. And if he gets a little open space. He can make stuff happen. I'd like to see him you know, maybe get a little bit more work, especially if we're going to shut, if they're going to shut down Devante. Now, when I say shut down, I mean, limit him to four or five catches and only about a hundred yards. 84 and yards and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, obviously when, when Aaron's dropping dimes and throwing up suck it signs like that, right? Like some of those catches and some of those passes are just ridiculous. There's, there's no covering them. There's no, like he can't, I, yeah, I it's honestly, perfect coverage, and they still end oh, up. Uh, and it looks like waiting. Devontae's been wide open the entire time because I'm the throw is exactly where it needs to be, right? Um, the Steelers having that bad game against Cincinnati and the bad game before, I, 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 I really, I, I really think the frustration is starting to mount. Their last couple of seasons haven't been the greatest of all seasons. I know they've had quarterback and injuries and this and that. Well, they started eleven and
1: zero last year, but it was such a fake eleven and zero. A lot yeah. of the narrative we were banging on the doors. Thirteen and three, this amazing team with these wins, where we saw it, and it's like this doesn't make sense. It's like we yeah. shouldn't be thirteen and three, but that's what we were. They were eleven and zero last year, but yeah. against subpar competition, you know they.
0: And then, and then they went, they went straight down the tube after that. Yep. Yep. You know? And that's continued. Yeah. And I, I, I think they, if they struggle early, this is 38 to 10, this will be garbage time. They score a touchdown, that sort of thing. I, I, I don't see this thing being a 35-34 or anything tight at all. I think this is going to be a one-way swing, especially in Lambeau, especially on a nice fall day like this, especially after that win against the 49ers. I mean, really, w- when you weigh the two and you go Pittsburgh or 49ers, which one's the the better team? I mean, I I lean towards the 49ers. You 100%. know, they seem they seem to be all the way around good. They don't have Really, too many weaknesses. Their offensive coordinator is an absolute genius mad scientist. You get into Pittsburgh, and it just seems bland. It just seems overdone. It seems like the last couple of years when Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay. That's what it seems like.
1: Yeah, you know what it is? A lot of it is there's, there's all this chatter on Twitter about why don't we de- take TJ Watt, Blah, 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 instead of Kevin King. You know what? Oh. Shut the fuck up because he was already gone. Woulda, and- shoulda, coulda.
0: Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Oh, hey. well, we should have got this. We should have gotten Tom Brady. He was in this. We should have gotten Timber. This is why the draft is the draft. You don't know what you have until that is home. And when we got Kevin King, did we need another corner? you damn right we needed a corner. If we don't get Kevin King and we get TJ Watt, we don't see the Smith brothers. We don't see the turnaround of the defense that we have right? That, that's
1: it right there. And this is the epitome of the Steelers not drafting well over the past few years, which is why they're a team in decline. And we continue being the same team. We had a few bad years sprinkled in here and there, right? Which happened. And that's why McCarthy's gone. But our drafting is phenomenal. And one player does not change a franchise. They're First round picks are hit and miss regardless of what it is. And yeah, I remember I wanted TJ Watt, but guess what? He was gone. We were picking at 31 or 30 or whatever the hell it yeah. was. We're always picking at the end of the draft. It's like, oh, why don't we get Trevor Lawrence? Well, because he's fucking gone. It's like, yeah. stop asking for players that you know are not going to be there. The Packers are consistently picking at the end of the draft and hitting home runs for the most part, especially late in drafts. I mean, our last two drafts have been phenomenal, man. You think about what you know we've what? got on instead the roster Eric,
0: right now. Instead of Eric Stokes, we could have got Zach Wilson, right? Like, I, I, we could play this game all day long with every single player that we've ever had, right? Tony Mandridge. Like, there is there, the, oh, list, don't, 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 the list The list for that every thing. single te- but But the list for every single team is six miles long of all the guys that didn't make uh, that didn't perform to what they thought they was going to be. Absolutely. We, we can't play this woulda, shoulda, coulda. Oh, if we only, if we only, you know what? If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> You're kidding. We picked, we picked the guy we picked <laughs> and we went with him. And you know what? It, it's not panning out the way we thought. It's not panning nope. out the way we thought. It's what happens. Look at HaHa Clinton-Dix. Oh, he was the greatest. He was really good for a couple of years, and then he started making business decisions, and now he can't, he can't get uh, on a team uh, anywhere. This is what happens. Go take a look at uh, uh, Trubinsky. Go take a look at you know all these other quarterbacks that have been drafted. Go look at the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks for the last 30 years and tell me, oh, if you only, if you only, if you only. Go look at the year that – that Aaron Rodgers was drafted by the Packers. There was 23 other teams, 22 other teams that told him no. What if any one of those 22 teams, they're all sitting around, oh, instead of this yeah, guy. Yeah, the narrative Rodgers, is
1: ridiculous, man. It's an absolute ridiculous narrative. So I don't want to hear anything leading into this game about that, which seems like what what the narrative has been on Twitter and everywhere. It's like, shut up. Enjoy the fucking team. Yeah. The reason we are in cap purgatory and hell is because we have so many fucking players we need to play appreciate the now have fun with this team cuz it's not going to be here next year it's going to look very different
0: whether Way it's Aaron
1: Rodgers gone but he's not coming back he's not coming because we can't afford back. him we can't no. afford him and he doesn't want to be not that he doesn't want to be there anymore but he doesn't want to be there anymore he it's, doesn't it's be he neutral. doesn't
0: want to take a pay cut He says it's not about the money and yet he doesn't take a pay cut. He praises Preston Smith for taking a pay cut in the way he's playing, but he won't take a pay cut to get any more weapons. Right. We give him a, we give him a a Cobb. I, for him, I think this is it. I think he's betting on himself that he's going to win himself a Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset with a big screw you. I told you I could do it, but I'll get a five year,
1: 50 million a year dollar contract with somebody else and finish off his career. And then somebody
0: with the jets, or yep. or the Giants because we won't we won't we won't trade him to Chicago to an NFC team we won't trade him anywhere where he might hurt us he'll go and who's who's got the money to afford him the really crummy teams do the really yep. crummy teams do do you think Denver wants him right now the way that Bridgewater's playing in Denver hell no do you think Carolina wants him Derek Carr Carolina so Oakland all
1: these teams that needed a quarterback are doing perfectly fine. Why? Because they have a good roster Yeah, and you don't need a barn burning quarterback to be, there's a lot more parody this year and you don't need that elite quarterback to compete. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the NFC in comparison to the AFC, and here's where Tom Brady's a genius, right? He starts seeing Josh Allen He starts seeing Pat Mahomes. He sees Lamar Jackson. He sees all of these young quarterbacks coming up in the AFC. What does he do? He goes to Old Man River NFC quarterback town and wins himself a Super Bowl. You don't need to – anyway, we're not going to harp on this, but the biggest thing is just people need to enjoy – it is so frustrating. Just enjoy
0: the team. We're we're After this weekend, we're 25% done for this season. Twenty-five percent of this season is done already. After this weekend, enjoy the last seventy-five percent, guys. Because you yeah. know what, we we might we might finish the year sixteen and one and get blasted out in the first round. We yep. might finish the year ten and seven and win the Super Bowl. We don't know. Enjoy it because Rogers isn't here next year, which means Devontae isn't here next year. That's it. This 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 team's going to be completely different. Cobb's not going to be here next year. You know, we're going to see a lot of these guys walk away. Yep, and, absolutely. And 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 it, and and I know you're going to have people. You know, like my good buddy Mike Silver there with the NFL, who goes, "Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, the salary cap will always be fandangled ridiculous. We're fifty-four million dollars in the hole for next year. Oh, well, they're going to raise the cap. Do you? Are they going to raise it fifty-four million dollars? Are they going to raise it fifty-four million dollars? They've never raised it that much in one year. Yeah. They've never." They're not going to, oh, well, they might raise it. They might, you're going to speculate. And that's uh, speculation. And the gambling,
1: you know, the gambling will be coming through and everything's going to happen, but they're not going to do it all in one year. They're going to tier it because the the NFL wants to make their money. They're not going to make, they're the not going to all of a sudden have this. Exactly. There's not going to be this influx of a hundred million dollars where the owners are going to say, oh, here's a hundred million dollars for players. Don't yeah. think so.
0: No, 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 Come no,
1: on. Let's no. be realistic. No.
0: You know, the the owners are going, I didn't have fans for an entire season, which means I didn't have concessions, parking, you know, t-shirts, ticket sales. I didn't have any of that for an entire season. I need to make that money back. I need to recoup it. So how am I right. going to recoup that? I'm going to recoup it by not approving a $50 million increase to the salary cap. I'll only approve 25. So I can keep another 25. And it's, it's how business, it's business goes. It's not fair. It's not what I like but that's how that goes. That's all there is to it. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot of underlying stories here that are pretty cool with this game that people might not know about. You know, I think everybody has an expectation of what's going to happen this weekend with the players on the field. And we, we pretty much know what we are, right? I mean, the defense is kind of coming around, but here's a couple tidbits just that just Steelers Packers rivalry, you know, they're one, some of the oldest teams around there. So this is the first visit for Pittsburgh to Lambeau since 2013. Okay, Um, this is actually the first time that Rodgers faces Ben Roethlisberger in a regular season game. The last time they met was in the Super Bowl. And we know how that went. So including Super Bowl, you know, including that Super Bowl, six of the last seven games between the two teams have been decided by seven or seven points or less. Wow. Uh, Each team has scored 25 plus points in each of the last four matchups, including the Super Bowl. It is the earliest meeting between Green Bay and Pittsburgh since September 27th, 1992, where the Packers had a 17-3 win over them in Lambeau. Sunday will be, oh, here it is. This is exactly what I said. Sunday will be uh, Aaron Rodgers' first career start against the Steelers at Lambeau. Um, It is the only team in the league he has not started against at home. So pretty cool, right? It's it's a little bit historic that this is the last team that he's going to face up against. Um, Mason Crosby enters Week Four with the streak of 22 consecutive field goals made, the second longest streak in team history, with 23 made by Crosby in 2010, 2011. So that Super Bowl run, he had kind of a similar streak. He's one away from that. Hopefully, he only gets two field goals, and the majority of it is touchdowns. Right? We're not looking yeah. at a uh, five field goals because we can't convert in the red zone, which has been something that, as I. Think an underlying tone, don't don't people don't realize in these first three weeks with Green Bay. We were lights out last year in the red zone. This year, we have not been converting touchdowns. And you saw it in in the game with the Niners where I remember we were talking or you tweeted. I can't remember if you were talking. Said if, if If there's a touchdown, we're golden. And what happened? They kicked the field goal. And what happened? they came back made it close and we had to have a comeback win so we can't be settling for field goals regardless of who the team is so hopefully our red zone efficiency moves up a lot more so let's be looking at that in the game to see how they do in the red zone against these guys
0: absolutely absolutely well you're going to be sitting in the twitter tailgate 2021 section you're going to be having a blast you and your wife are uh, flying out there Should be one of the uh, uh, great games of the year. I hear your dog in the background is saying, come on, play with me. Play with
1: me. I got to go take a leak. (laughs) So
0: section 46 and
1: 47 is where we're going to be. But we're going to actually be telegating in the parking lot there. So anybody listening, anybody out there, if you see a guy in a kilt, drunk as shit, just come say hi to me or you can just look for my beautiful lovely wife and then you'll see a short dude in a kilt next to her and you'll be good to go too just swing by and say
0: hi I'm jealous man you should have a good time love you too you have fun take care bye and we'll uh, see you on the flip side sounds good buddy this has been Packers Without Borders try and be kind to one another try and love each other and go pack go esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras no se les
1: olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros Hasta luego. The Bears still suck